0: Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless.
1: Good morning. Welcome to church. It's good to be in the house of God. And I'm glad you could make it. Today, um, Quint and I are going to do some tag team. He will speak longer than me. I'll just keep it short. (laughs) Anyway, I'll tell a little story. Uh, I'll read a scripture. But our focus today is the Lord is our shepherd. And so my heart and my prayer for you this morning is that you will feel blessed. That you'll be reminded of the wonderful God we serve. That you will be reminded of why you follow him. that your spirit within will be awakened yet again to him. You know, one thing that um, I consider it a pure, pure uh, honor, and I feel humbled to have um, met these wonderful people from Ukraine, and that that's just God you know he puts people together how wonderful i am just you know i'm just so thankful for you um but today i want to read. Uh, i want to start by reading a scripture and it's from john 10 uh, 27 28 Says, my sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them away from me. You know, sometimes life can feel like that. Things come and they snatch. And you wonder how did i ha- how, how did i come to this point what happened you feel something was snatched from under your feet M- maybe you lost a job maybe you lost a friend maybe you lost a home maybe you had to leave your country And you just don't quite know how, how you landed there. And then the Lord says, "My sheep recognize my voice; I know them, and they follow me." And so I thought about this word being a shepherd, and I realized I'm a shepherd. I have my little flock, I have uh, one rooster, and I have seven hens, and I'm their shepherd. And so every day, every morning, I go up and I open uh, the shed, and I let them out. I make sure that they have food and water. And I clean up after them. They make mess. And uh, I shut the door at night. And because they don't like the dark, so they go walk in themselves, but and they sit on their little sticks. So I just need to shut the door. And when I walk in to them in the pen, I walk in through the gate. I don't climb over the fence. I walk through the gate. Can you hear me? I give them food. I give them shelter. I clean up after them. If I let them go on our piece of land, I call them and I go, here, chuki, chuki, chuki," And they come running. They're really funny looking. They recognize my voice and they come. Why do they come to me? Because I feed them. Mm. I give them what they need. Mm. They know me. They, they even recognize my voice from afar, and they come running. Can you hear what I'm saying? I'm not talking about chickens. I'm talking about us. This is what Jesus says. I assure you, I am the gate for the sheep.
0: Mm.
1: A little further down, it says, Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. wherever they go, they will find green pastures. Don't doubt that you might find green pastures. Don't doubt. Because the Lord says you will find green pastures. And Jesus continues to say, My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. Mm. Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, amen.
1: You know, I talked to my son, Tom, this morning, and he said, Mom, I just don't know. I got this job, and it's a great pay. It looks great on my CV. This is all I ever wanted and was striving for. And I'm bored. Where's my meaning? You know, sometimes I just think it's good to be reminded. Run to the shepherd, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Run to the shepherd because you know him. You will hear his voice from afar. Run there. And he will feed you. Whatever your need is, he knows you. Mm. If it's peace within, he'll give peace within. If it's future, hope for the future, it's hope for the future. Mm. If it's food, if you have too little resources... He'll come and he'll give it. Come on. And so, you know, we, Chris and I, love you dearly. And we both feel <laughs> that the shepherd is here. That's right. The shepherd is your shepherd. Yeah, and he will never leave you or forsake
0: you. That's right.
1: He's with you. Amen. Amen. Darling, I'll just leave it to you. Otherwise, I'll just go too long. Good word. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. you.
0: So clearly, there's a red thread already coming, starting with Matthew, mentioning the shepherd and a wonderful word just now with Susan. Hebrews 13, I've got an echo, it makes me sound very spiritual, no, no, keep it up, <laughs> Hebrews 13, 20 to 21, it says, now may the God of peace who brought up somebody else." Let's try again. Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. Now, may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified our eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to you, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Paul has a real challenge writing in the book of Hebrews to a people that are persecuted and have been for a very long time and are most likely going to continue to be persecuted and they're questioning their faith in Jesus Christ. And so he writes a a challenging letter about the supremacy of Jesus Christ above all else, including the local misguided teachings of the Jewish authorities and scholars. And so... We come flying to the end of Hebrews to the benediction, which is really just a fancy word for saying, and now in closing. Or it can mean my final thought. And he says this May the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, the shepherd of the sheep. And when Susan mentioned, my sheep know my voice, it's plural. And often when we talk about Jesus as our shepherd, we tend to automatically think, me. He's the shepherd of me. Shepherd me, Lord. Now, I pray for our kids, and I pray that they will have an increasing revelation of the shepherd in their lives. And for us all, but that they would know his guiding, his protection, his blessing, their rights as his sheep. But it's plural. He's the great shepherd of his sheep. We are his sheep, as Susan pointed out. All of us are included in that mix. May God of peace, the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Easter is upon us in the month of April, and what a great month to finish our time as your senior pastors. The month where our great shepherd of the sheep rose from the dead. What a great month to finish our time officially. Now, if you're just catching up with the news, two weeks ago we announced to the church that Susanna and I will be stepping down as senior pastors after 15 years, and Matthew and Christelle will be stepping up Now, there has been an email sent out in further discussions if there's any questions that you may have, but that's where we're coming to part two today. And today's message is about God's prophetic message. What has the great shepherd spoken over his sheep for us to be encouraged? We have to keep remembering what he has said. So C3, know this. We have loved shepherding this flock, feeding you, Interceding for you, protecting you, carrying and walking with you in your burdens, empowering you, loving you. Week in and week out for 15 years, this flock has been our life. But you know what? This text has got nothing to do with me and Susanne. This text has nothing to do with Matthew and Christelle. It's about Jesus Christ the great shepherd of his sheep. He is more alive than any of us will ever be. He is more present than we ever could be. We can visit hospital, you in hospital, but he never leaves you he never leaves you alone. He's always there beside you. We grieve with you when you grieve, but he carries your grief to himself and heals your broken heart. We can tell you how to be born again, but he witnesses by his spirit that you are a child of God. We can counsel you with fallible wisdom, but he guides you personally with his very attentive eye. And so the great shepherd of this flock has spoken in the past and the present, and he's spoken about the future. And I just want to share some of the things that he has spoken over this place of worship, this congregation, his flock. And for some of you, you've, you've heard it, if you've been around a while. And you know what? You've got to keep hearing it. You've got to keep going to that place of faith and believing that God has a plan and purpose beyond tomorrow, that he has a plan and a vision that will go generations for this church. When Susan and I were finally landing around coming here to start this church about 18 months before we came, I came on a reconnaissance trip to pray through the southern Sweden and, and to connect with churches and anyone that would want to talk to us and we ministered in a few places and I came with two friends from our home church in Sydney and we landed in Copenhagen stayed there the night, and then drove up to Hasleholm on the Saturday where we were going to minister in Pink Shurka in Hasleholm on the Sunday. So we got into Copenhagen. We thought, well, we're here. Let's spend the day. It was a Friday. Let's spend the day in, uh, in Copenhagen. How great is that? So we went walking through the main, you know, the tourist drag and looking at things. And, and uh, we were just walking. And we passed a hotel, a very nice, beautiful hotel, And had planter boxes out the front with tulip bulbs in the soil, and the top of the tulip bulb was just coming through the soil. And as we were walking, it got my attention. And I said, guys, 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 look at this. Tulip bulbs. If this was Sydney, they'd be stolen. People would be grabbing them and taking them home. Like, oh, this is nice. I'm like, that That was my thought. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, beautiful tulips. It was like, ha! unreal, Scandinavia. Some of you come from countries like mine as well, all right? <laughs> anyway, so we walked on. And the next day, we drove up to Hasselholm, which is in the center of Skåne. And we stayed at this lovely person's home and, you know, jet lag, really nervous. I'm preaching the next morning to a, a very Swedish congregation and I'm, I'm nervous. I'm tired. I'm awake at 4 a.m. I'm upset that I'm awake at 4 a.m. because if I don't get my sleep, I'm not very well. I don't perform very well. I'm not very good. And so there I am kind of irritated with myself that I'm awake And then God starts speaking to me in a way that I've not heard him before. And he said, Quinton, do you remember those tulip boxes yesterday? I said, yes. Okay, God. He said, that's my church. And I went, yeah, I'm going to need more information. I literally said that. I said, sorry, God, I'm not that clever. Um, I'm going to need more information. And this is what he said. He said, winter has gone on too long. Spring is here. As I shared this story of what I'd heard that morning, just a few hours later in church, the translator, which was the senior pastor, about 10 years older than me, could not translate me because he was bowed over in tears. The congregation was weeping. I had no idea of the significance of this message at the level that they understood. But God said, winter has gone on too long. I have heard the cries of my people for generations calling out for revival, for a move, a fresh move of the Holy Spirit upon my church. I've heard their longings. I've felt their longings and heard their cries. And now is the season of spring for my church. Those tulip bulbs are my church, and they're going to grow and reveal my beauty and glory like not seen before in this country church was weeping. And I got this revelation. We're here by his mercy and grace, like a springboard on the side of a pool, jumping into a new season and time that was built on cries and yearnings for God to do something. We are here and prospering because of them. That was a word to this country, but it was a word to us. The days of crying out and longing and yearning have come to an end. Act as though you have an open heaven over your life and over your church and everything that I've called you to do because it's all there for you. Go. It's springtime. The sun is shining. Growth is occurring. New life, new opportunity. This was before this church was even conceived. That evening, after sharing this in the church, my two friends and I, it was one of their birthdays and we thought we'd go out to a nice restaurant. The Sunday afternoon, we'd visited another small church in Chrysanster and it started to snow. And... In the hotel we stayed at, I saw in the lobby a newspaper. And the heading said in Swedish, winter has gone on too long. When God speaks in this way, he often confirms it in a very practical way. Let me go on again. Within about a year or two years of us starting this congregation, we were invited to a conference in California. Um, It was fully paid for, and so we thought, yep, we're going to California. And we had a great conference, and it was a church that really had a wonderful gift around the prophetic and words of knowledge and healings. And they had a breakout room where you could get prayed for and and hear from God in that way. And so Susan and I registered for that, and, and, and some people gathered around us, and other people over there and some other people there, and some people gathered, about three or four people gathered around us, I honestly do not remember anything else other than this one thing. One of the ladies praying for us said, Listen, I got this picture. It's a picture of a tulip. Does it mean anything to you? And I said, Actually, yes. She said, Well, it's actually not just a tulip, it's a field of tulips. It's a field of tulips. God said, this is my church. So when we talk about launching into Lund, that's not a human-manufactured idea. That's a God-designed strategy to expand his kingdom of life and springtime beauty into this region. You see, the great shepherd of his sheep is in control. Last week when I was praying with Christelle in Lund, on Wednesday night, we pray in Lund on Wednesday nights as often as we can. We don't get it every Wednesday, but most. Christelle and I were praying in the square in Lund. And I just got this picture that couples with what God is saying out of what I just shared. And that was the word of emergence. It was a Very weird word. It's not a word I would ever use. To emerge out of something, into something. And I really believe that God is saying that this church is in a season where it is emerging, transitioning into a different time where things are emerging and giving birth. Things like City Hearts that were seeded a year ago is going to emerge into fruitfulness and grow. Things like our online ministry is emerging into great influence into thousands of people's lives all around this region. C3 Lund is going to emerge into that springtime. It's just another confirmation, another way God was speaking about this. Let me finish with this. When we came here, we didn't know much um, I spent a lot of my time praying outside our house at night. I'm sure our neighbours thought I was drunk or something. Speaking in tongues and declaring God's word over the city and over our church. And, and I was there praying and I still remember the moment. And I'm pretty sure it was in our second year. Because the first year is always the honeymoon, right? It's always whatever happens, it's great. <laughs> um, the second year, the rubber starts to hit the road you start to realize the challenges that you're facing and your prayer life kind of changes. And I was praying for the church and I was praying, God, send us the families. God, send us the single mums and dads. God, send us the broken that they may be healed. Send us the captive that they may be freed. Send us the, the poor that they may be found rich. Send us the wealthy. Send us the wise. Send us the fools. Send us, a, send us the all of us. All of them, Lord, send them to us. And the Holy Spirit said, no. I went, what? It's not good enough, Quinton. I said, what do you mean? Isn't this what you want me to pray? This is what I should pray. And he said, no. At that stage, we were a church of about 50 people. Depending on the wind direction. About 50 people. He said, your faith's not big enough. Your faith is not matching my agenda. Your faith is not up to my vision. He said, you need to pray for the multitudes of families. You need to pray for the multitude of the poor and the broken. You need to pray for the multitude of the healthy, wealthy, and wise. You need to pray for the multitude. And I'm going, we've only got 50. Don't care. This isn't about you. This is for future generations. Just like them praying for decades that we would prosper today. We need to do the same. And for 15 years, I've been praying that prayer, and I will keep praying that prayer. That we would pray for the multitudes. Why? Because I need to go where God is. We need to go where God is in our faith. We need to stretch beyond our comfort and our casualness and recognize that God has called us for a time such as this in this place called Skona. And that each and every one of us have a plan and purpose to be fulfilled. If I could just ask the band to come up, I'll finish with this. Let's all stand up. the great shepherd of his sheep, he's the one that's in charge. And what I'm hearing is that he's calling us not to play comfortable church. He's calling us to greater things. He's not calling us to recklessness or a lack of wisdom. And one of the things I can say, C3, is that I'm absolutely confident that through these years we have been in step with God and that we will continue to be in step with his agenda for us. But this is the spring season of the Holy Spirit. This is a season of things emerging. Can I encourage all of us, under the guidance of the great shepherd and us, the sheep, that we would expand our faith, our enthusiasm, our generosity, our engagement to the same level of God's vision for this church's future. The great shepherd of the sheep, he has opened heaven over us. Let's access every single resource that he gives us for his purposes, for our families, for our marriages, for our children, for our connect group, for our services, for our network of relationships that go beyond this church that we would access an open heaven. Lord, give me the resources to bless. Help me to step beyond my comfort zone and invite. Remind me to call and encourage. Remind me to give and walk across the street and help a neighbor. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that we hear your voice. follow it. Great shepherd of these sheep, we hear your voice and it's a comfort to us. Church, do not be sad because we are moving on, but be celebrating the fact that the shepherd of of this church, of this congregation, of this corner of God's kingdom, the great shepherd actively involved so Lord Holy Spirit Father we just ask that you would continue to speak that you would continue to encourage that we would be in step with you every single week of the year that when we pray and seek you that you will speak and impress on our minds and our hearts the part that we can play in your grand plan spring to Skona to see tulips all over the place to see your church grow strong and healthy and bright and beautiful and just reflect and shine your glory Lord that no humanist mind, no academic world can put it down praise you Lord Jesus we're just so thankful You are the perfect shepherd. We just love being your sheep. We bless you today. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you.